If something's free, why would you turn it down? I mean, a free haircut from a five-year-old. <laughs> oh, no. Or a free sample of onion paste. Oh. <clears throat> well, then, how about a free tour of your neighbour's new shed? Oh, sounds, well... Mm. OK, look, they were bad examples. But how about a free eye test and free glasses from the 69-year-old range of Specsavers with your PRSI? Well, that sounds like something to smile about. Book an appointment or find out more at specsavers.ie. Hello there, it's Michael Lester here. Now, in this episode, we're going to go back in time to those dance hall days, the golden era of show bands. You know, so many fabulous outfits entertain people the length and breadth of the country. And one of the top show bands of the day was Sean O'Dowd and Dingaling from Limerick. And I am delighted on this occasion to be joined by Sean O'Dowd. I didn't have the money to publicise the band. So it was a word of mouth thing. Self-publicity. That's how yeah. Link was born. Yeah, because I often wondered about that, having followed the show bands, Sean, back in the day. And and as you said, like it was a name that was different to the other show bands. And it was I often used to think to myself, how did they come up with that name? Apart from the obvious, the Chuck Berry song and that, you know, yeah. so yeah. Yeah, and the funny thing is we never sang, we never did the Chuck Berry song. Sure. Now, and people think that I recorded it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't. I know, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. But I do it I do it on the show band show now that yeah. we're, we're on a big show band show trip at the moment. Mm -hmm. But uh, but that was the birth of, of Dingaling and uh, and... Uh, it was a great little band, a great little band. And we were in second division for a good while. We couldn't break into the big time yeah. with Dingaling. You know, it was a slow climb. Sure, so sure. So it wasn't instant. We weren't mm -hmm. bang every. We were in all the big ballrooms. No, yeah. we weren't. I know. We, you know, it was a slow climb. I suppose one thing, apart from the fact that it was a very good band, and I, I remember well, obviously, um, but also you had a, another little break with the band. And that was Dennis Adam, of course, and yes. Limerick, you're a lady. Yes. Yeah. Well, Dennis wrote uh, Limerick, you're a lady. He wrote it in uh, 79, 78, mm. 79. And uh, I had a song that he had written for me called Reach Out and Touch Me was the name of it. And I did that on the Late Late Show uh, in 79. We were big, huge now this yeah. stage. Yeah. And then Dennis came up with Limerick or a Lady and of course the two of them were in the charts at the same time yeah. two, two different singers in the band which sure, was yeah. great like uh, he had a huge following as well uh, so uh, you couldn't ask for better two mm. two big hits of course through the yeah. summer of 79 like it was it was huge um, I remember an incident happened uh, we were playing we were drawn very big crowds. You might not know this, Michael, but from 79 to 81, we were at our biggest. Mm. And we played to 10,000 people a week Yeah, when we were huge. Yeah. And that's how big the dancing was. I told this story to Louis Walsh, uh, uh, who was managing Westlife at the time. And he said to me, could you, could you prove that? I said, yes. I said, Paddy O'Connell, Lord of Mercy, yeah. had the diaries and the figures. You know, yeah. he said, I said, why are you asking me that? He says, I'd love to show them to Westlife, he says, because I often talk about the show band world. And okay. he says, they don't really get it. 
I said, well, it's there for them if they want to see it. Yeah. I never yeah. pursued it. But anyway, you know, it was like, it was the truth, you know. Yes, sure. And, you know, people like the champions were as big, you know, there was Gene and the champions were huge. It was a huge industry. And people were saying, you know, all oh, the show band scene was the, the 60s. It finished in the 60s. It didn't. No, no, no absolutely was, not. No, no, it did not. No, it went, it, it changed changed direction, changed style and that kind of thing. And we were beginning to play in hotels and we were beginning to play in uh, places where there were bars and that kind of stuff. But And the big, cold, uh, open ballroom thing was on the wane. Yeah. You know, it yeah. was on the wane. Yeah. But like, it was still a huge, huge industry. And, and part of that, the dance halls, of course, were so famous, but the, the marquees... Yeah. And all of that kind of stuff were, oh, were yes. fan- fantastic, fantastic as well, I thought. Yeah. yeah, what I loved about the Marquis was... A bit uh, basic, no, it has to be said. Yeah, they were very yeah. basic. Of course, they were very basic. And the toilets were very basic. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, you made the best of it. You know, but uh, no one seemed to mind. And it it was accepted that you walk in through the muck if it was lashing rain and through the field. And the girls were trying to take off their high heel shoes and yeah. plod in whatever way they could. But... Uh, the excitement of people coming home from England and from America for the marquee scene, the marquee season. Yeah. Um, you Carnival know, dances. They lived for that fortnight that the marquee would sure, come to, yeah. like Gertie Madden. Yeah. You know, like yeah. all the places in Clare and Galway and Roscommon and Ballygar Carnival and all that. They were huge events, huge events. And the try and have the best show bands mm-hmm. for that fortnight. Like the dance Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, <clears throat> the whole the whole week through, they had something on. Yeah. And huge crowds every night. And no trouble. No. The, the, the I don't think there was a, a drug culture or anything like no, that. No, no, there might have been no. a bit of a drink culture, but not, not that much, you know. Sure, yeah. It was rarely you'd see. You'd never see a drunken woman. No, never. God, no, no. Never see a drunk. You no. see a fella that used to have twelve pints in him and <laughs> staggered round a bit, and <laughs> someone might drag him out and tell him about manners. But there was no trouble or anything like that. And don't oh, forget no. as well, <clears throat> young people. When I talk to them, think that we were a little bit, a, a little bit slow. We. That's not the case. They were very bright people, very well dressed for the time. Yeah. Very clean and modern, and knowing what they wanted. Like uh, you know, don't think that back then it was primitive. Sure. You know, it wasn't. It was what it was, and people really bought into it and made the best of it. It was, uh, it, it was the the time of my life anyway. Mm. You know, and I'm sure. People that probably listen to this broadcast are getting fed up with me rabbiting on about it. But, Michael, it was the golden era. Yeah. It was. I remember having a chat with Pat Walsh, who was in the Champions show yes. uh, recently. And, and he was saying the same thing to me. He said, would I do it all over again? Yes, I would. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So would I. I mean, I couldn't do anything else. I really couldn't. The best times of my life were on stage. Yeah. And the second best times of my life was with my partner yeah. uh, for the last 45 years. Yeah. And most uh, tragic time was losing my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, we all get 
belts like that down through the years, you know. Um, and it's not all glamour. And we have our up and down, ups and downs. And the bands had their ups and downs. And they had infighting and jealousy and managers ripping them off and managers being good to them. And, you know, it, it wasn't all plain sailing. Sure. They're like, I mean, you saw, the, 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 the audience saw us at our best. Yeah. You yeah. saw us all dressed up and all glam and all smiley, smiley and signing autographs and uh, sitting on the stage on the edge for two hours after the gig. And we'd talk and talk to them and, you know, sign their, their, the cards. Uh, you yeah. know, the, have you any photos? Have you any records? Oh, and we used to have records and that kind of yeah, thing and give yeah. them out free. And we had, we had this sun visor thing. Uh, I think we yes. were the only band had it. We had this, oh, well, no, T.R. Dallas had it as well. He said, who shot J.R. Ewing? I think yeah. he had one of them. But we had this dingling, uh, Sean O'Dowd and dingling sun visor. And they were like gold dust, you know, people used to yeah, queue yeah. for them. At sure. The but it was that kind of a buzz. It was, it was very big time. Yeah. You yeah. know, it was big time. Do you know what? One of the nice things about it, Sean, is it hasn't quite gone away because... You're still touring yeah. with uh, the Showband show. Yeah, right? the Showband yeah. show is great. Reading it's, in the Showband years. Yes. The, the uh, Ronan Collins compares. It was Tommy Swarbrick put this show yeah. together. So we have a kind of a team that we pick from. Uh, well, I don't pick from what they do. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a Ronan Collins compares it, and he does his Joe Dolan tribute thing, which is brilliant. Mm -hmm. uh, Red Hurley, is he's been on it for the last... Five, six, seven years. Paddy Cole, of course. Yeah. Uh, Linda Martin, I think. Linda, been, yeah. Linda's on it at the moment. Gina was on it. They, yeah. they alternate, they change around a bit. Yeah. Uh, Dave Lawler is on it. I'm on it at the moment. Sponsored by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations. Think you're not smart enough to own a smartphone? Well, think again and think Doro. Doro phones are designed specially with the older person in mind. They're easy to use with louder sound and larger text. Plus numerous state-of-the-art features that don't compromise on performance or quality. To learn more about the full range of high-tech Doro phones, visit doro.ie. Doro phones. Make friends with innovation. If you're enjoying this podcast, why not subscribe to Senior Times? Visit the website at seniortimes.ie and like us on Facebook. It's a great show. They have the Conqueror's show band. They That's are right. our safety net. Yeah. Right. They really are outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. And they're so caring about the bit of rubbish that you might want to sing. <laughs> they treat it like as if it's an opera. Yeah, you know, yeah. they, they, they're great to take care of every kind of music. They don't sort of say, oh, it's only an old waltz. You know, they really sure. look after you. And and if you cross bars or anything like that, they're watching you like a hawk and they, they, yeah. they cover up any little flaws. Yes, yes. Uh, so, like, they are definitely our safety net. They're absolutely and lovely people lovely mm -hmm. people Tony Maher is there are probably the longest and Frankie Coonan and Paul Vignoles and you know they're just great guys sure. they're just fabulous yeah and I suppose it's, it's just simply not surprising Sean that there's a great reaction out there to it. Yeah, it's from people who say, yeah. like myself, who yeah. remember the show band days. Yeah, yeah. Um, we do in 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 January um, before COVID kicked in. Uh, it's a January February tour. 
Yes. And we do 32 shows in that January, February yeah. tour. And they're nearly all theatres. And they're all sold out. As uh, a couple of hotels in it, big hotels in it. But the rest is sold out. And it's on sale at the moment, would you believe, for 2023. Mm. Yeah, the 7th of January, Sligo is up on yeah. sale. So I was told the other night. Uh, so it's 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 going to be a big one, I think, this uh, 2023 because of COVID, the lockdown. Of course, yeah. It yeah. struggled through this year. It went from January and we finish in the Glen Eagle in Killarney on the 12th of June. That's the last one. Yeah. So normally it would be much more condensed. Sure. But it's a great show and it's all about nostalgia and it's all about what we're talking about here, it's all about the show band years and the show band era and the singers and who had hits and, you know, Butch Moore and Sean Dumphy and all these people. And we kind of touch on a lot of Dickie Rock and all the past and present, yes. you know, yeah. and we touch on a, 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 as much of that as we can. And you can see the people, you know, when I talk about the men standing on one side of the ballroom and the women on the other and the guy makes a burst across yeah, the floor yeah. as she's going to herself, oh, sweet Christ, here he comes. <laughs> and then you see the two of them ending up together. Yeah, yeah. You can see him dropping the big line, I own a car. <laughs> and that's the kind of the clincher. And they go home and you see them married in a couple of years' time. Yeah. But you, we could see all the moves from the stage. Sure, of course yeah. you could, yeah. Yeah, we could see that, all that, the that's actually, moves. That's that never really occurred to me for all the dances that I've ever been at. The fact that I suppose you guys were watching us just as much as we were watching yeah, you. We kind were, of, you know, we were watching the crack, the as moves, they say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we could see the fellas getting refused and we could see mm. the fellas going well and the women that were in demand. And, you know, and you could see the relationships start. Yeah, and all yeah. That kind of thing. And you could see a brewing fight, of course, oh, as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, If there were two uh, different parishes that had a bit of a beef about a, a game of football. A football or, match or, or a hurling match. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. But again, it was a couple of clatters and that was it. <laughs> yeah. There was no... There was no knives. No there was no... Stuff, no, no knives, there was no not. Boot. No, no. It was, uh, it was a sacrilege to kick someone. Mm. Imagine that back then. Yeah. Compared to what we're living with now. But oh, sure, anyway, no. we won't different, go different there times. about that. Yeah. But uh, they were the goal. Definitely a great, great time in Ireland. Fantastic yeah. time. Yeah. And cars, crocs of cars making oh. it to the ballroom and that skid into the, into the... You know, I often think about... I'd leave home uh, on a Sunday, any day, any day of the week. I'd leave home at two o'clock, probably a two, two and a half hour drive. Get to the ballroom. The first thing you do, who has the key of the ballroom? Oh, gee. Yeah. So yeah. we'd look for the man with the key and we'd locate him. He would grudgingly let us in. <laughs> we would set up our gear and we would rehearse. Mm. We would rehearse the new song that we thought was in demand for this this weekend yeah. and we'd we'd go through that then we'd um probably unwind we often played games of we had a shuttlecock thing and we used to bang it around yeah. and you know and we might go for a run might do a bit of exercise then we'd go for the the supper yeah to whoever the supper was on the supper would usually be ham and tomatoes and bread and tea and it would be in a lovely house and a homely person would have the job of feeding the band yeah. and there'd be lo lovely welcome for us and all that then we would go back to the ballroom in the ballroom there would be silence we'd all be learning our words or looking at our parts that we had to remember and then you could hear the buzz start yeah 
then you could hear the car park outside. First of all, you'd hear the rattle of mineral bottles. The staff carrying in the minerals, yeah. putting them upstairs. You'd hear the shake of minerals. And you'd say, oh, it's beginning to happen. Yes. Then the box office would open. Then you might, uh, we could hear in the dressing room, or you, you might wander out on the stage to check something. And you could see a little buzz starting. Then a few people would come in and you'd hear a bit of laughter. And then we'd have to sort of, maybe there was a relief band on. When you say a relief band, there was a support band. Maybe yeah. a local band would get the gig and they would arrive in and they would say, is it okay to use your equipment? And we would say, of course it is, blah, 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 because we've all been there before yeah. um, at the beginning. And then you could hear the car park. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Cars coming. And yeah. if you were up high, like in the Starlight Ballroom in Westport, you could look out the top window and you could see cars coming in both directions, like a procession yeah. in the middle of the night with the yeah. headlights on. And then you'd hear the laughter and you'd hear young girls and young fellas getting out of their cars, bangers and good cars and all that, into the ballroom. And we'd be getting a bit of a buzz going as well. You're getting excited, and the next thing, it's time to go on stage. If you had a hit record or anything like that, they'll be up around the stage. And you go out, and bang, there they'll be waiting for you yeah. with a huge welcome. And they all look in their best, and all young and vibrant and glamorous and ready to rock. And you're belt into your signature tune or whatever it would be and you'd hear the buzz off the crowd and the noise and it was then for two two solid hours two and a half hours maybe that would be and the sweat pouring off them and uh, the steam rising and yeah. the smoke oh, they were course. smoking yes, yeah. smoking yeah. and then you'd see couples drifting off and up to the balcony for their mineral or their cup of tea or their bun and uh, just coming to the end and they'd be shouting for more and you'd have to play the national anthem mm -hmm. uh, which we always did and they'd stand to attention very seldom anyone acted the goal during yeah. the national anthem and uh, then they'd all come up to the stage and shake your hand yeah. and thank you and autographs and where are you next week and when will you be around and blah, blah, blah. And so uh, there was a camaraderie there. You know, you made friends. Yeah. I know there were customers and there were, you know, but they were friends yeah. as well. Yeah. And they idolized us and we them because of their support. Sure. You know, and the funny thing, Michael, was you could have 500 of our fans who were we were a glam rock band and we we're banging out the pops and all that kind of thing but they'd also go to big tom yeah you know that mix uh, and there was there was it was a strange uh division you know yeah, yeah. They, they they accepted big tom or gene stewart or Philomena Begley as well as us they'd go to them and so it was but a great they, mix they went where the crowds were going to be Yes, they followed the crowds. Yeah. Crowds follow crowds. Yeah, that was it. And we were lucky. We, we turned into a, a, a big crowd puller. So uh, nearly every place we play, we, we had big crowds. It Take County of Mayo. I don't know if, if people would remember, but I'll just name it off for you now. We played in Belcarra, Westport, Castlebar, Ballina, The Beaten Path, Mm, uh, path, I remember Claire I Morris. Remember, uh, Claire Con Morris. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. There was Bally Harness. Bally Harness, big of course. Dancehall. Claire Morris. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, there was 
Foxford, Swinford, Kilshima. Oh, sure, they were, yeah. On and on. Yeah. And they, they were all doing big business. Yes, you they know. were, of course. That was just Mayo yeah. alone. Yeah, Galway yeah, was huge. Yeah. Cork was huge. Yeah. Kerry, huge dancing area. Uh, Roscommon, the west of Ireland, Limerick, on and on and mm. on it went. Yeah. 50 weeks of the year, we took two weeks off. That was yeah. it. And we probably worked an average of four Four nights a week. Yes. Some nights yeah. we worked straight through the seven sure. nights. Our Monday was our charity night. Yeah. We would do a charity show, oh, or, if was, yeah, yeah. or if there was an awards concert yeah. for charity, we do that. That was a Monday night. Uh, so we do the Tomb Hurl Awards, or yeah. the Limerick Leader Awards, or the Connacht Tribune Awards, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I remember Hurl, that Leitham well, as you, as you know, because I used you to organize the Tomb Hurl Awards. Were, yes. <laughs> You're only a child then, Michael. I don't know how they let you on stage. Let you stay out that late. I tell but, you, when uh, you were dealing with the show bands and dealing with their managers, you grew up very quick. You, yeah, you got smart <laughs> fast. Yeah, especially the managers. Yeah, yeah. no, uh, they were Sean, sharp enough boys. I want to talk to you just to conclude about something else because we talked great talk about the music scene and the show band scene yeah. and all that. But just one little story because you you mentioned this to me, which I kind of like. Um, being brought to Croke Park for an All-Ireland final back in the day. Oh my God, yes. Um, now, as I said to Sean, by the way, it wasn't to see Leitrim. I, I, I do know that, but anyway. Yes, he hurt my feelings <laughs> about that. <laughs> oh, we got to a Connacht final, didn't we? Yes, and won it, obviously. Yeah, did, yeah. yeah. So there you go, Michaeline, just because you're from <laughs> Galway. Uh, no, uh, the first All-Ireland final I went to, there was, I, my mother had started a Kjoltas Kjoltori branch mm. at Cox's Cross where we lived for many years and we had great times there. But she would have had a lot of friends coming and going to the house. But uh, a friend of mine, Peter Joseph Fitzmaurice, he was way older than I was, but he said, I'm going to bring you to Dublin to the All-Ireland. Oh, I said, my God, I was never in Dublin. Yeah. Never in an All-Ireland. Uh, so we traipsed off on the Saturday probably on the train, and we, uh, he knew where we were staying. We were staying uh, in Jimmy Boggan's house. Jimmy Boggan had, uh, his aunt lived in Jamestown in County Leitrim, so there was a connection there. Yes, yeah. Uh, so the trick was they would go dancing Saturday night, but I was too young, so I was stayed at home yeah. in, in, in the guest house. Yeah. So Sunday morning arrived anyway. Oh my God, the excitement. Uh, up out of the bed and get dressed and have the breakfast and off out anyway. Mass. Yep, had to, had had to get to mass. go to mass. This was yeah. Sunday. We were going to mass and that's it, regardless of the All-Ireland. So off to mass anyway. And uh, I remember being at mass, staring at the altar and thinking of the all Ireland and what it's going to be like and crowds and all that and then I started to sway a small bit and my eyes started to cross bang I fainted <laughs> I was I, I, I woke up outside the church lying on the ground uh, staring at the, at the sky with a very very stunned expression on my face <laughs> uh, didn't know what happened uh, it was the first time I ever fainted and was the last, last time, time I ever fainted. And that was my introduction to the All-Ireland football final. And Derry played Dublin. And Jim McKeever for Derry was mm. centre field. And I think uh, Heffernan was, would have been playing in that would time. Would have been yeah. playing that time. Yeah. And it was the most exciting thing I ever saw. Yeah. And the crowds and the whole buzz and back home. But and funny thing, only last week, 
I was playing in Coote Hall in County Roscommon, yeah. near Carrick and Shannon. Yeah. And who walked up to me and said, do you recognize me? Peter Joseph Fitzmaurice. Yeah. He's 90-something now. Yeah. And as straight as a die. Yeah. And would still kill you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you know what? I, I, I can only say to you that saying that you fainted going to see uh, Dublin and Derry, it's a good <laughs> job maybe Leitrim were and getting to Ireland. You wouldn't have made it. You know? <laughs> not at all. No, not a hope. Pappy, Packy McCarthy was our hero back then yeah. for Leitrim. Yeah. And Jerry O'Malley in Roscommon. Jerry, they yeah. were the two, That's right, I remember. The two yeah. biggies now. Yeah. So if people remember them, yeah. they'll know what age I was. Well, I, I was born on the 31st of the 7th, 1944, okay. which will make me 78 yeah. in July. Yeah. That's my age. You're right. I am a young fellow. You are a child. I'm That's what I told you. you. <laughs> <laughs> there you Sean, go, you see. It's, it's been just so good to, to revisit with you those showband days and showband scene that I knew so well, obviously. Yes, you uh, did. Back yes. in the day. And, and God knows we could stay here all day talking, but we've had a great talk. I've really enjoyed it. And thank you so much for your time here today. And thank you so much for the music. Oh, thank you, Michael. Thank you very much. I hope to continue with the music. Absolutely. I'm still strong and healthy and um, have a new record out called You're Never Too Old to Dance, yeah. written by my good friend Dennis Allen. Oh, no better man. Still there. So if anybody is out there, request it on radio all over the place because you're never too old to dance. No, folks, get dancing. just going to make another adjustment. Dancing in the moonlight. Is that better? It's cut me in its spotlight. It's all right. Dancing in the moonlight. Free hearing aids with PRSI at Specsavers. Music to your ears. Find out more online. Terms and conditions apply.